Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Naomi, who is 10, and Amelia, who is 6, from Temple, Georgia. Hello to Amelia Mendoza, who is 3. Hello to Michael Olkowski, who is 7 years old. Hello to Rosanna, who lives in Fairbanks, Alaska. And hello to Abba. Leah and Matan miss you and love you very much. Don't forget to eat your vegetables and brush your teeth and go to bed on time. They can't wait to see you. Sending you hugs and kisses. Happy belated birthday to Rosalia from Santiago, Chile, who turned seven on November 30th. Mommy and Daddy are very proud of your swimming. Keep it up. Happy belated birthday to Lila, who turned seven on December 3rd. Happy belated birthday to Aslan from Manhattan, New York City, who turned seven on December 6th. Mommy, Daddy, and baby Aaron love you so much. You're a brave, smart, kind boy, and they are so proud of you. Happy belated birthday to Riley Mendoza from Collegedale, Tennessee, who turned six on December 17th. And happy belated birthday to Emily from Shanghai, who turned eight on December 15th. Happy birthday to Vivi in West Lafayette, Indiana, who is turning eight on December 18th. Happy birthday to Maya from San Marcos, Texas, who is turning five on December 18th. Your mom, dad, and Babby love you very much. Happy birthday to Finn Ashby from Melbourne, Australia, who is turning seven on December 21st. And happy birthday to Henry from Hermantown, Minnesota, who is turning eight on December 22nd. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. After receiving her message from the lake and heading out the next day, Esther is not sure what to expect. When they see the beginnings of the mist in the distance, they pause, take a deep breath, and continue on their way. Araya asks Esther to lead the way, which is unusual. But Araya cannot see the map, so she doesn't know which way to go. Esther does her best to lead them towards the veil of the mists, and when it is time to find a place to rest for the night, they both get a surprise. 
The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 23. Lead the way, Araya said to Esther, making a sweeping gesture with her hands like she was letting her walk through a door. Me? But you are the knight, Esther said, hesitating. Yes, I am, but only you know the way. Don't worry, I will be right behind you. Esther wasn't so sure about this arrangement, but she started walking slowly toward the mist they could see in the distance. She had always been in the background and never had to take a leading position before. She was content to escape into her mind and not deal with others. Esther had plenty of friends, but since her father disappeared, she had become extremely quiet, except around her brother, whom she loved to argue with. The map tells us to follow the stream as closely as possible, Esther said, and it should lead us almost directly to the Vale of Mists. I suggest we find a place to rest before it gets dark. Following this strange path, I don't think we can make it that far before it becomes too dark to safely walk. I would also like to find a defensible position in case some of those growls we hear in the distance decide to come and say hello, Araya said from behind Esther. They talked as they walked, pointing out various plants that at one time would have been edible or had a particular color. Araya hadn't seen them personally, but was required to read old books on plants, which were often in full color, a study she didn't enjoy, something she and Esther had in common. It seemed only her annoying little brother enjoyed the study of plants, gardening and such. As they turned a corner and a gap appeared in a stone-like tree, Esther pointed to a beautiful sight in the distance. Is that some color I see up ahead? Might that be a safe place to stop? It may serve as our resting point, but the color might be good magic or a trap. I guess we will find out which soon enough, Araya said, urging caution. The path they walked on next to the stream was well-worn, narrow and uneven, bordered by the remnants of the once lush forest, now asleep and stone-like. It didn't look like it had been walked on for some time, and if the plant life grew like it did in normal times, it would have long since been overgrown. The ground was a mix of hard-packed earth and scattered stones, slowing their progress. To their right, the stream, a narrow, glistening snake of water, provided one of the last vestiges of the forest's former beauty. Its waters, clear and cool, flowed steadily, seemingly unaffected by the gloom that had fallen on the rest of the realm. These trees must have been incredibly beautiful at one time, Esther said softly. They are so tall taller than anything I have ever seen in Shirewood. Yes, I have seen paintings and illustrations in books of the various forests throughout the realm. They were a sight to behold, 
but maybe someday they will have the same color and life as in the past. We must continue to hope, Araya replied, walking faster in an effort to encourage Esther to do the same. It's difficult to walk on this path. Just when you think you have a secure footing, you walk on a slippery stone, but we must move faster. The resting point is still a fair bit away, and the gray will soon turn to dark. I'm trying, Esther said as she picked up the pace. She no longer paid attention to the pain in her legs, but she had her limits. The growling and the howls of the creatures waiting for them had disappeared. The forest was eerily quiet without the typical sounds from animals of the forest, the fairies and pixies and butterflies and bees. Why is it so quiet? Esther asked. Other than the sound of the stream and our feet, there is no sound. They may be on the move, waiting to intersect with us somewhere up ahead. We must keep an eye out, Araya said. Maybe they got tired and decided to leave us alone, Esther replied. That made Araya laugh. She didn't have a great sense of humor. As they walked, the path began to wind more closely along the stream, its burbling sounds growing louder, masking the sounds of any approaching creature. This made Araya more wary. Eventually, the air grew cooler and a faint mist began to curl around their feet, signaling they were getting closer to the veil of mist. This also made the path increasingly difficult to walk quickly, as the moisture made the path slippery. They continued for what felt to Esther like a whole cycle. She didn't complain or stop and tried to keep pace. She was ever so slightly becoming accustomed to being in front, to leading. Esther looked down at her bag, stopped, and said to Araya, The map is glowing quite a bit more brightly. Taking the book out, she looked at the map, and it signaled what Araya had actually realized. Their resting spot was just up ahead. Sometimes, Good awareness of your surroundings is just as valuable as magic. It's probably letting us know that where we are going to rest for the night is just up ahead, Araya said. Hopefully, it also means the area is safe. Why don't you let me lead until we get there? Esther stepped aside as Araya walked past. She had that same serious look on her face that she always seemed to have when she was prepared for danger. They walked into a small clearing, somewhat protected by the encircling stone-like trees. The place they settled upon had one root in and one root out. The hollow where they stopped still held traces of good magic. There was a hint of color here, the muted greens of moss clinging to the stone-like trees, and the soft blue of a small flower bravely pushing through the cracks in the earth. It was a subdued beauty, 
a faint whisper of the realm's former vibrancy. What a difference this is from the rest of the forest, Esther said. Araya's eyes were lit up. She had seen some natural color from time to time, but it had been too long. It is beautiful, she said. Esther looked at Araya's face and swore she saw the beginnings of a tear forming on her face. It's one thing to hear stories of good magic and what the realm once was. It was something else to experience, even this version of it. Let's sit here, Araya said, handing Esther more of the weirdly textured food to eat. And they both sat down. Well, Araya sat down. Esther just fell down, her legs crumbling from underneath her. She was tired. As they began to get comfortable, preparing makeshift beds to sleep on, there was a subtle shift in the atmosphere. It was getting warmer, and the colors ever so slightly more vivid. Do you notice? Esther said. Yes, Araya said, as she stood up, prepared to defend herself. Be calm, my friends. There is no need for alarm, said a voice behind them. Araya and Esther turned around suddenly, a bit alarmed. They hadn't heard a voice since Tenton had left them. Now in front of them was something both had never seen before. Their unexpected visitor was a pixie, no taller than a rabbit, slowly fluttering closer to them in the clearing. His delicate and translucent wings shimmered in the fading light, casting tiny rainbows onto the ground. He was a burst of life and energy, his presence a vivid contrast to everything else Esther had experienced since she arrived. Though wary, Araya was transfixed. She was speechless. Hello, friends, he chirped in a high-pitched melodic voice. I am Flix, the guardian of this little haven. Esther and Araya exchanged surprised glances before Esther responded. Hello, Flix. Um, we were hoping... Flix hovered closer, his curiosity apparent. You were hoping to stay the night, he said. The magic here told me so. It's been a long time since it sensed anything good. It's why the flowers still bloom and why I stay. I take care of them and they help take care of me in return. You are safe here for the night. None of the creatures will approach. His tiny face was earnest, and in his bright eyes, there was a spark of the playfulness pixies were known for. The trees will keep you hidden, and the magic in this place will ward off all that has been influenced by the artifact. Only the Grey Queen could come here, but I'm sure she is much too busy to visit. Araya nodded, appreciating the reassurance. Thank you, Flix. I know you both have many questions, especially you, Esther. 
How did you know my name? Esther asked. Good magic, young princess. I have sensed you since your arrival through the portal. You are like a beacon in the night. Such love, hope, and warmth accompany you. The few of us left have been waiting for you since you were born, which was announced to us despite all the distance that separates our realms. At some point, we will have time to talk. But now, you must both rest, because what awaits you will require all of your will and strength. Araya finally spoke. Are you able to help us? Help us reach the Veil of Mists? Or tell us a shortcut to the starlit summit of Eldoria? Oh, good night. You know very well that our realm has no shortcuts. Your role here is to protect Esther, to support her in her transformation. And I'm afraid there is no quick way. There is only patience. I will share this. When you leave this wonderful hollow in the morning, after following the path for a time, you will be presented with three choices. Esther, you must lead in making the decision as to which choice to take. Do not listen to Araya. Listen to your heart. It will help you make the right decision. Now I am very sorry, but I must leave you, Flix announced, his voice tinged with a hint of reluctance. It was such a pleasure to meet you both now at this point in your journey. I wanted to help you both as much as possible. And I would love to spend more time talking, but the night is my time to watch over this haven and ensure its magic remains undisturbed. Esther and Araya, listening intently to Flix's every word, nodded in understanding. Thank you, Flix. We wish you would stay, but we understand, Esther said gratefully. I hope we will meet again. Flick smiled, a slight warm glow emanating from him, lighting up his delicate features. Remember, Esther, your father loves and trusts you, he said. Even in places where it seems all magic is lost, there's always light waiting to be rekindled. With those parting words, Flix fluttered his wings and rose into the air, hovering momentarily as if to memorize the scene before him. Then, with a swift, graceful motion, he darted away, disappearing as suddenly into the night as he had appeared, his light fading into the shadows of the trees. Esther and Araya sat quietly, in awe of what they just experienced. A million thoughts were going through Esther's mind. Questions, fears. She wished she had her mother to talk to. Even one of her old teachers would have had some advice to give. She knew that with each challenge she faced and each cycle that passed, she had a greater sense of self-reliance. Every difficult path navigated Every strange creature encountered, and every problem they solved, gradually built her confidence. But she felt lonely. 
She must hurry to find her father and return home. I've never seen a pixie, Araya said, far more quietly than she might typically talk. Araya's face actually showed a smile. I have not met one before either. Araya's face slowly lost its smile, and she returned to her usual seriousness. He was right. No matter how much I would like to talk about what we quickly experienced, we must sleep, or at least try. We need our rest for the path that lies before us. Esther thought it impossible to sleep. Her mind was racing. But as soon as she laid her head down, she was again quickly asleep with a snort. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>